right, I think we're happening now. All right. Hello, friends out in heart and hustle land. I am your tribal hostess, Paula Ristini, here, your movement motivator, your passion instigator, and so many things. <laughs> but I love bringing you these divine goddesses, these women, these powerhouses, these forces of nature <laughs> to share with you and to be inspired and to learn from and to meet and network with wherever that spectrum is for you. Uh, you know that's what I love to do with Heart and Hustle. And I'd love to do that around the globe as well as in my own backyard. So today I bring you a very special woman who I have to say, Heather, you are ripping my heart out with all this stuff I've been reading about you. It's like, oh my God, she's like my soul sister. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so Heather Schutman is here with us today. And Heather, how long have we known each other? Hello. I was just thinking about this. I took a workshop from you at a thing called Tribal Cafe. Do you remember that thing? Wow, yes. And that was a long time ago. Oh like. 20 years or <laughs> 15 years? <laughs> oh, great. Oh, yeah. I've been around a few. A few. Maybe 15. <laughs> Let's say 15. Um, but it was, um, I felt that connection with you at that moment because you were already taking dance into a deeper place beyond the stage, beyond the, um, um, the outward experience and that that just uh, just drew me in so oh, nice and actually i remember that workshop so well because that was i think the first time that i had presented the deeper stuff that you're yeah. talking about i think dance with desire and and moving meditation with the dance and bringing in spirit and connection and meditation and is that what you remember Yes, absolutely. Just the trance aspect, like, really pulled me in. Um, the the tribal cultures that use these uh, these methods to cleanse, to commune, to heal. It was mm. uh, definitely right up my alley. Mm, nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow, twenty years, and we've seen each other on and off over the years. I know, and radically, but connected yeah and like the dance is always there too the the group improvisation was something I also really gravitated to and I couldn't pick so I learned everybody's language and so I could talk with everybody <laughs> or nice. dance with as it were and I remember a moment using your format or using the format of tribal improv when I met Cynthia actually mm -hmm. one of your dancers and we couldn't talk because our language barrier mm -hmm. so we danced and i think that's just a really cool story uh, and that's when i realized that the egyptian step was a little bit different in the different formats too <laughs> I love it. yeah definitely it's so powerful when you can come together without the language and i've experienced that over and over and over and over and over and over again and you know, when we learn how to use, as dancers, we learn how to use our eyes and we know how to use our bodies. Our bodies are our tools. Yes. 
and our bodies are all we have. So true. It's all we know. (laughs) And that means we need to, we want to, we pay attention to our bodies and listen to ourselves. And, and I know that you do a lot of deep work with your students and your clients and actually, why don't you just tell us all about yourself? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. That is just such a like, and go. Um, (laughs) But you know, I think about this a lot because I have been really defining my business, uh, my life, my service, my work, my heart, really, it's all the same, the heart hustle. And it's love is the kind of the bottom line for me. And what I've decided to call myself is a self care specialist. Mm. And it's, it's like kind of a trending thing right now. But I think it's for a good reason. Oh, absolutely. We didn't really grow up with or at least I didn't and I don't I meet many people that didn't just we didn't really grow up with that self thing intact there was a lot of focus on treating your neighbors well and doing the external stuff but the internal stuff the the sacred space within is is what I like to offer as an experience and I do it through many mediums and through many ways and have gone through the years like I started in the physical realm with massage with dance and I still do dance and yoga and then the energetic realms and being a Reiki master is really cool and it's fun to understand energy and to walk the path of magic of of natural elements being um, in harmony with my life. And, and I love sharing that stuff. And so those tend to be my mediums. I use yoga. I use dance. I use sound. Sound has been a new, really amazing tool that I brought in over the last few years. And I was reading that about you, and it's like, oh, that's what I mean. It's like we've, we've really traveled a lot of the same path and, and that whole idea of sound healing. And it's so powerful. I mean, there's so many tools. There's so many methods. Well, sound is, we, we used it as dancers. We resonated with it. We already were doing that. And to then, you know, get into the nerdy parts of it, for me, I started going into neuroscience and, um, and how sound works with the cells as well. And that stuff to me is like the, the proof is there in the pudding. It's, it's real. Um, or at least that's how science-minded people, you know, feel about it. And I think singing and um, bringing sound into your world in a deeper way is is absolutely beautiful. It's a lovely thing to do. So what do the, you use with your sound? Do you use the singing bowls or? I do. It started with a tuning fork. And actually the story goes that I expressed an interest and I had a student and friend give me a tuning fork many, many years ago. And I didn't even know what to do with it. I was like, oh. And it just became this real link to sound for me. And I was curating sound in my, when I had a dance studio, I was bringing in sound healers and holding sound baths before I even understood what it was. was. I just thought it was awesome and I knew people that were doing it. 
And the more I moved along and the more I learned, I just started take, uh, bringing tools into my practice. Started with bowls. Uh, I used chimes, which I really love and find very nurturing and sweet. And I used gong and I used rattles. Rattles are really cool. They uh, shake up the energy. And I recently started using my voice, which is very powerful. And something when I was younger, I never had the security or the confidence to try. And I took a few lessons and I have a wonderful teacher. And yeah, singing, vibrating, humming. It's all very cool. <laughs> it's great that you use sound. I, I've done toning for a long time. And toning is using uh, the voice. Um, to raise the energy and, and to feel that vibration. I mean, my husband plays didgeridoo, which is also another great... Such a cool noise. I love that. Yeah. So Did great. you know in Australia that it's actually historically only something men did? Mm -hmm. The didgeridoo? I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. Yeah. He got a lot of his uh, didges. He's got a little collection going uh, when we were in Australia several times, but... Um, yeah, it's so, it's so powerful, but just that whole vibration and that toning and then from drumming and right, all the, all the different, uh, modalities used in sound mm -hmm. to help move our energy to release and envision and take us on journeys and heal and just feel good. Right. Yeah. And I've actually started doing, uh, something recently with, uh, collaborating with the gentleman that I study with in witchcraft and he leads many journeys and meditations and I've started bringing sound to those and that's a really nice element as well especially when you're trying to stick with something it's sort of a little signpost if you're doing a guided meditation yeah nice oh that's great and so Oh, because you do you do so many things. You know what a DLOS is? No, DLOS. Do lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting at this phase in life, this uh, this place where I I have so much information, mm -hmm. and it's like, yes, I've got this this stuff to offer. It's been interesting to try to pick or try to choose, you know, pick something and run with it. All the advice I've been given over the years, um, don't get too distracted and um, taken away from your, your true goal. And I'm really excited right now because I figured a way to bring it all together and have it make sense. Yes. Yeah. So good. And you know what? That takes years. Uh, some people don't quite understand that. And, and again, you know, I've been on that road as well. Uh, I love this and I love this and I love this and I love this. And then it's like, oh, I don't want to choose. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gels and it all comes together. And, and I find ways to use it all or separate it, whatever, whatever is necessary and needed at that time. But it's all growing. It's all growing older. It's all gaining wisdom of life and experiences. <laughs> and, and I love that. I love um, going into my crone years. Yes. I'm embracing it. I've, I've hit perimenopause and it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, you get going, you get going. And then it's like, Whoop. it's like, oh, okay. I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So what do you think of the word crone? Hmm. Well, the word crone itself, you know, I suppose that it could have connotations just like the word witch, you know, um, which I find so unfortunate in, in, in our society. But there's, it's not even unfortunate. There's many words that just got their connotation from a drawing or a cartoon even or uh, what have you. And that's okay. We don't have to be mad at Disney or whomever um, about it. But I do think there are, there's a movement of people that are looking to change that word. Um, that are, are looking to embrace a new a new word but to me I love the word because it's I mean the mother the the maiden the mother the crone is just kind of always been the linearity even though that doesn't really exist but you know if it did <laughs> um, and so I think of it as an honor I think of that word as an honorable word as something that you've earned, something that you've, um, that you're wearing because you're still here and you made it this far. <laughs> Good way to be. I know I do find women who don't like that word and I actually really embrace it. I'm embracing it. Yeah. yeah. I really love being a crone. I love that I've lived, I've lived this long and I'm still here and I have a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom and you know, I guess in our society, we don't revere our elders as much as some tribes and societies or cultures, you know? I would, I would have to agree with that. It's, it's been a passion of mine. Older, older people have kind of always been a thing of mine. Ever, ever since I was actually a little girl, I had many, 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 many older friends and, and always knew about death because that's the natural progression of that. And always kind of saw that as well, that the various tribes around the world, I actually just got back from Colombia where I was able to spend time learning about the Kogi tribe there. There are four tribes left there and that's one of the four. And I was really overwhelmed by their commitment to living in the way they do um, with the land, without shoes like in this whole other space um and there's there's many beliefs all across the the um the board we're very lucky in the the modern beliefs that we have is what i learned and, and kind of realized within being there is that our society especially here in these more progressive cities um we can be any gender we can do anything we can have duality with whomever we choose it, doesn't have to be masculine, feminine. Um, these things I think I've also taken for granted because I've always just been like, yeah, of course. And it's really not, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. In many areas. But to circle back to the elder thing, I think it's, it's such a beautiful thing to honor the process of life. And I noticed it. I actually, in Colombia, I was telling my husband, I felt a little different there. I was the crowd I was hanging in. We're, we're not going to generalize and say Columbia is like this and America's not, but the space I was in, I felt so honored and I felt so seen. And I feel in a, in a general level and not a complaint, just a, a noticing of, of getting older and like the categories that you 
fall into in general in society. And I think it was one of the things I loved about my husband too. When we first met, I remember him saying that he really loved wrinkles and thought age was so beautiful and it had a story in it. And, and I was like, yeah, I better stick with this one. <laughs> <laughs> love him. <laughs> but love that, love that thought as well. You know, that wrinkles and scars are, are beautiful stories to be told and behold. You know, that's funny. I've always thought of scars as that I've, I've always loved scars. And of course being heavily tattooed, um, those have their own stories too. Anyway, that's really cool. That's really cool that he said that to you. <laughs> I think so too. I loved it. How long have you guys been together? We are going on 19 years. Right on. So definitely a good bestie friendship. <laughs> right on. Yeah. And do you have children? No children. We have animals mm -hmm. here and we have many nieces and nephews. How many do we have? 13, 12, 13? And we're very engaged with them and very involved with them. Just a lot of joy in that. In fact, I was talking to one of my nephews this morning on the phone. He's in college. And trying to remember what that's like. <laughs> and you're in the LA area, is that correct? I'm in the LA area, yes. And it's 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 almost like most uh, a lot of people consider California just as home and Maybe I do that because I lived in Northern California. So I, I just kind of feel the whole state is my home and I have so many friends everywhere, but I am in Southern California where the weather's really nice. <laughs> nice, right on. So tell me more about what you're doing with your dance. Yes, okay. Well, dance for me, became like in the past year I'd say uh, it has become strictly ritual strictly catharsis um, besides being fun it's always fun and I think it's important to notice or note that the importance of play the importance of having a good time and that's what I love about group improv to me it's like the most fun game that you go play with people and, but right now with dance, how I'm using it is there's something I studied called life art process, which um, is a creation of Anna and Daria Halprin, two very beautiful, wonderful women. And that comes into it. And, and what that is, is a, a thing where you use movement and you use, you also use drawing and writing you kind of bring all the mediums together to have this process mm -hmm. and i'm really engaged and then i've also been doing more ecstatic tantric kind of non-linear type things um where you're doing exploration within the movement and within the body to find stuff so i'm really into discovery and the availability that, um, that we have with movement to make those discoveries. Um, so I play a lot. I play a lot with my dancing and I bring it into a session with somebody if I feel like there's a, a real block. Mm -hmm. um, but I usually start with breath and then kind of move it in the body with it. 
And so that's where I'm, where I am with dance right now. And in performance realm, I've kind of stepped back a little. And it's funny, I was thinking about that this morning. And I was like, you know, I held the reins here in Southern California for quite some time, proudly, uh, in the dance community with BFLA, uh, which was a little uh, kind of a collective, collaborative group of producers that were trying to lift each other up. Um, but I've stepped back a little bit from, from producing. And when I do perform now, it's very shamanic. It's uh, the last performance I really felt connected to. I was, I had decided to dance my death and just see what that felt like and what that looked like and how it translated. So I was sort of dancing my astral body. I actually got inspired by it, by Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> because <laughs> the recent show with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I love him. Oh my God. Yes. Because he has a thing where the astral body comes in and he communicates with it. And I was like, that'd be cool to dance with your astral body and have, and try to have that experience. So, so I, I'm really into using dance to find the unseen stuff. Mm. Oof. Love it. Yeah. And the name of my business is the stillness. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that because I thought, well, dance isn't still. But what I've decided is that there is a stillness within. And when you find it, that is when it is very magical. When, when you are dancing, but you're, you're in that stillness within yourself. And that's connection. I mean, that's it is. allowing yourself to be with yourself, allowing yourself to connect with that inner being that so many people are so afraid of. Yes, and that is just, you just hit it right there. Uh, if, if, if It's my mission in life, really, to help people get into that space. And most often, it's easier with Reiki. Mm -hmm. It's easier with sound, because all I'm saying is, come in, let's chat, have a lay down, close your eyes, feel safe, I've got this, we're just gonna, nothing to do. Just have the experience. And so that's kind of a great introduction um, to this type of work. Uh, and then I like to take, and I, I, of course, also teach yoga. And I always, my rule is 20 minutes of asana. So that is usually, people don't always get that. So they're like, huh, that's, that's kind of hard. And it's like, yep, yeah, I'm just having, I'm just asking you to sit still. You can do it. And, and, and that's when the magic stuff comes up. It all bubbles to the surface. And once you get that stuff, I feel like that's when it's great to jump into the dance process to, to understand that this stuff is all here. And now you can mess with it. You can play with it. You can have a dialogue with it. You can decide that it's not yours, that it's not your story, that you want to do a new story. Um, but until you even know what the heck your story is that you're telling. <laughs> so, oh, ooh, this stuff gets me pumped. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and I'm relating it so much. I'm, I, I teach a course called Dance with Desire uh, from the body page. Love that. Because I use you, writing. I use words. Um, yes. With movement. And you just had a retreat. You just had a writing. I'm having one. I'm having one in um, oh. April in oh. San Miguel de Allende. 
Mexico. Oh yes, Mexico. Wonderful. Yeah. I know. Oh my goodness. It's just going to be awesome. Uh, but I do it online and I also, I'm, I'm going to do one in January for four weeks here in Portland. This may come out after that fact actually, but um, uh, I don't do very much stuff in person anymore. I have so much stuff online and after traveling for so much, how often do you travel these days? You know, that's a great, that's a great subject and question. And I've been traveling a lot, but I did go through a period where I was like, I got to stay home. I need to connect with my people. And I really, and that's uh, when I started teaching yoga and teaching in, in corporate settings, and which I actually love doing because just shut those lights off and get people to lay down. Um, um, but now I'm back on the traveling um, train and loving it. I've been going on many trips with my husband and his parents just out of a sheer desire to see the world and mm. go to many places and experience many cultures. And then I'm blessed to do retreats. And I've just come back. Columbia was actually, an, an, I was assisting on a retreat with my dear friend and, and yoga teacher and we do Reiki and restorative yoga and sound retreats together. Mm. So I really love traveling. And in fact, it's a great little memory that I have. Uh, I remember being a kid, I'm an older kid, and I went to my dad and asked him if it was okay that my main goal was to travel. Like, was, is, does that make me a loser or what, is that a good goal? I just remember not knowing if that was an okay goal. And I really appreciate that he said yes in that moment, you know, for me, that, that he gave me that to explore. And, of course, my first job was working in a, with an airline because it made sense. Because um, I got to travel for free. So <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, that was my first, my first corporate job with Southwest Airlines, a great company. And, and I'm, I'm starting a new thing that I'm really excited about right now called self-care sleepovers, which are local retreats. Mm -hmm. So we go to Joshua Tree. We travel, you know, no farther than a few hours outside of town to do the deep work because the complaint I've received or the feedback I've gotten over the past few years of leading retreats in Mexico or uh, Colombia is, you know, that's just too far and that's too much money or it's too much time away from my family. And I get that. Mm -hmm. So this new model should be great. And my first one is in January in Oxnard. So that sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So to answer the question, I travel a lot. I travel as much as I can. And it's my vision to self-care sleepover, you know, everywhere I go. I'm looking at Midwest this summer and Colorado and bringing this sort of fill your cup, take care of yourself idea as well into the belly dance community so that I can go back to those festivals that I used to go to, but bring this part of myself and this part of, of the importance of what we do. Good. Well, Portland's calling your name, I think. Yes, I would love that. You know, it's a funny thing that I, I haven't been to Portland except for just real quick. And everyone is like, oh, Portland is, you would love it. You would love Oregon. You would love Astoria. So I definitely, it's on the radar big time. All right. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Um, what, okay. So self-care self what do you do for yourself every day? 
for myself? Mm -hmm. This is a really great question and a little course that I've just developed on it as well, um, because practice is the name of the game. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's really important to understand that self-care is, it's like eating. You don't just eat once and then you're done. You just keep on learning how to eat. You keep learning how to cook, keep learning how, what to put in and what not to put in. And so that's a little bit what my daily practice looks like. Um, I'm kind of, I'm a real big Tony Robbins nerd also. I love that man. That's how it, my coaching certification is through Tony Robbins. Oh, fantastic. I didn't know that. So yes, the, the, the TR method is like, yes. Um, so I'm really on his trip of get up, get moving. Emotion is motion. Um, you know, I walk around the blocks doing the four part breath. I love my life. I love myself, uh, this kind of stuff. And on days when that doesn't work for me, it, I don't walk every single day, but I usually do get up and get moving. Sometimes I just do a couple of loops in the yard. My neighbors must think, well, there she is again. <laughs> there she is. My life. <laughs> and, um, I meditate. Every morning, um, I love the Insight Timer. It's oh, I know. I recommend that to everybody. The best, yeah. I just do a little ocean sounds, and my non-negotiable is seven minutes. It's my favorite number. But many days, I'm usually closer to twenty or thirty minutes. Um, some days I choose a guided meditation. Other days I don't. Mm -hmm. um, I usually pull a card, a tarot card, or an animal medicine card, and. I light a candle and just, I have a moment of sacredness every morning. Mm -hmm. So when I'm traveling, I bring a little travel altar. It's usually just like four stones or a little something because it's, it's my little check-in like mm, to, to, to say who I am, to say what I am doing, mm -hmm. to remind myself of how I've decided to show up and how I have designed my future so that I keep the ball rolling and I don't get stuck in all the stuff because we are constantly being pulled in all these directions. So that's my kind of first thing. And I have a little cave in my closet that I go into and I have all of my cool little things that remind me um, of love and play and of myself. And that's so, it's so important. It is. It's so simple and it's such a, almost a cliche these days because for that reason, it's so necessary. It's so important uh, because it how is. can we do our beautiful work in the world if we are not grounded and centered and feeling good and connected? Yes. Back to that connection with your inner self, your inner being, your inner spirit, God, source, energy. Yes, the higher self, the trust, the intuition, the guidance, that's a whole nother layer of, you know, just helping people trust, mm -hmm. uh, helping um, people decide to trust themselves, um, to think there's something valuable going on in there. And I think I, I didn't know this for so many years, and that's why it's so important to me. Um, and I, I never realized how many people were stuck in that place. I just kind of thought it was me, you know, 
not having the confidence or playing the victim or running all the stories that we do. Mm-hmm. And when I figured out that it was all a story and that I could make it up differently, people need to know this and I think that's why I love Tony Robbins so much I love his story where he came from and you know I didn't realize that he didn't really share that until his mother had passed um, which is also just adorable and just shows you who he is as a person Um, but that anyone can create anything he is the living proof of that absolutely yeah as am i i mean i i look around and i think this is pretty good you know this this life that i live and we just get stuck in it but you go meet other people and tell them about your life and and they are like wow it's it's like that's i think when you realize what you're up to yeah it's pretty cool that's so that's so important and that's where the whole practice of gratitude comes in uh to bring you back into such immediate awareness, you know, and such gratitude and um, thankfulness. Because otherwise, if you go too fast and you don't check it out, you take everything for granted. I mean, I've been there. We, most of us that do this work have really lived that life. And I think that's how we can speak on it with confidence. Mm It's like the sober person helping you get sober. Of course you want that person that's actually doing the thing that you want to do to help you do it. And it took me a long time to figure that out. For many years, I thought I have nothing to offer. Who's going to listen to me? Why, how, why, why should I even write a book or do a thing? Or, and, and those thoughts are lies you're telling yourself. <laughs> well, and I think that even that goes way back to what we were talking about, about the crone the word crone and to be a crone and, and, but it's living with experience and then it's living through these changes and bringing the wisdom to ourselves so that we can expand it and share it and help someone else to be of service to someone else. And that's so beautiful. And to be able to ask for help. Mm, how hard was that when I was younger now? Yes, please. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And but, it's amazing when I see, you know, I talk to so many women who are like, oh, I can't do it. I can't afford it. I, I feel too vulnerable. I can't share it. I can do it myself because mm-hmm. I was one of those people. I did everything myself. And, mm-hmm. I, and I paid the price. Mm-hmm. You know, I ended up burning out uh, on several occasions. <laughs> And I still do sometimes, but we, we spread ourselves thin. I mean, we, you know, I'm going through that right now with the website, the marketing, all the kind of like techie things. And I'm sitting at the computer going, I just want to go dance or get out in the garden or, you know, whatever. What am I learning here? But it's, we have to delegate and delegate, but, but get guidance and ask for help. I think yes, just so important. I mean, it's great to delegate your work to someone else to do what they do best so you can do what you do best. It is. But it's also great to ask for help to get guidance so you can go do what you do best and figure out ways to do that. So it's easy and profitable. Right. Well, 
making this transition online, which you said that you've done, and it's a decision that I also made, um, although I, I am noticing that I do love in person. Um, so it's working on that balance, but you do have to do it yourself. If you want freedom, you can't bring a crew everywhere you go. And so learning about lighting, learning about microphones, learning about just, you know, space on the disk drive. These were all really simple things that had to be learned to be able to make online classes, to create files and videos. Talking about technology now, I don't know if you can hear that, but something is going on with my airport thing over there. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's just singing. It's just singing to us, saying hi. There we go. Some sound healing <laughs> in action. Oh, that's great. So, Heather, so fabulous. So amazing to connect with you and to see the beautiful work you're bringing to the world. Thank you so much for honoring that. And I, I, I feel the same about you. And I'm always drawn to your work. I always read your newsletter all the way through. I just lap it up and appreciate your experience and, and your sharing. And I think we're, we're a tribe, we're a team. And um, we are all necessary, each and every one of us, um, to, to keep the vibration high and um, keep things moving in that direction of balance. <laughs> um, yes, and I have an online home where I've been working on bringing these things to, to one place that people can go if they just need a minute. Mm. And so I have a place on Patreon for people to visit and check stuff out. And there are many meditations, yoga practices, even belly dance and prenatal stuff. Um, because I was getting a lot of my, the complaints I was getting were I don't have time, I can't go anywhere, I can't figure that out. And so I, my specialty is quickies. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll change. I promise it'll help. <laughs> Fantastic. That's great. And I'll put all those links in, in the newsletter and, and share all your thoughts yes. with everybody, of course. Um, and I just, I just, I can't get enough of you. So it's I'm just feeling the same. It's a big love fest. I just want to hug the computer. Um, well, this really feels like we could, we could, um, I could come up and visit and we could probably do something really, really cool together someday. I think that would just rock really big time. Big yeah. Time. So people watch out, watch out for Heather and Paulette. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just thank you so much for being here and taking time to spread your love to our heart and hustle peeps here. And Absolutely. My pleasure. Just doing what you do. Just doing what you do. So beautiful. And thank you everybody else out there in heart and hustle land. Thanks for being here for another episode. And, you know, please share your comments, ask questions. You can email me, you can email Heather um, with thoughts and questions. I know. And, and join in on some of her things that she's presenting as well. Uh, and you can check out my stuff too, of course. So until we meet again, my friends, thank you for being here and have a blessed couple of weeks until I see you again. All right. <laughs> yeah, right on.